Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to finish off our starting 13 of our favourite side ever. And this has been going for two and a half weeks or so now. We got a little bit distracted last week. So I thought I'd run you through the starting 13 so far. We've got to add in our two back rowers today. And there might be one or two surprises here. But at fullback, I went with Carmichael Hunt. I absolutely love the way he went about his footy. On the wings, I uh, I broke some rules there. I went Anthony Minicello and I went Greg Inglis. I just simply couldn't leave these two out. Two of the most damaging players I've ever seen. In the centres, speaking of damaging players, I've gone for Mal Meninga. My other centre was a little bit of a surprise. I went for Jamie Lyon. I just love the X factor that he used to bring for Manly out on the right edge. And... Um, there's a reason why I've picked Lyon, um, and you'll find out later in this podcast as well. In the halves, I went with Cliffy Lyons at six. I just love the way that Cliffy handles himself. Uh, such an unbelievably naturally gifted footballer. We're just never going to see another guy like Cliffy, in my opinion. The game, it's moving away from guys like Cliff Lyons, that sort of natural ball-playing brilliance. It's being coached out of players. We're starting to see it move back in the other direction now. Hopefully it continues that trend. At seven, Joey Johns picks himself there. So entertaining. Could just do it all, Joey. Uh, in the front row, I went with Arthur Beetson and I went with Sam Burgess. Uh, the You know, the two toughest guys on the field. An Indigenous champion, an English champion. Um, just two guys that I would love to go to war with. Uh, well, geez, I wouldn't be going to war, but I'd love to have these blokes next to me if I had to. At nine, I went with Cameron Smith uh, the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. Love Smithy. Love what he does. There's probably more entertaining guys, but winners win, and that's what I love about Smithy. At lock, I had Brad Fittler. Uh, could have p- picked him at six. Could have picked him at centre. I've gone with him at lock forward, and I would just let him roam. He would play his natural game, and I think Joey, Cliffy Lyons, and Fittler, they would do some serious damage. Now into the back row, and the first man I'll mention, um, I mentioned Jamie Lyon was important for a reason. The reason why I've done that, I've gone with a back rower, a guy that he's probably not held in as high regard as a lot of other back rows, but I just love the way that he played. I love the X factor that he brought. I love his ball playing. I loved how tough he was. Defensively, he was strong. I've gone for Glenn Stewart. Uh, Gifty, I, I think he's one of the most underrated players of that generation. He was unbelievable for Manly. The stuff he was able to do, he obviously won a Clive Churchill medal in 2011. Very well deserved. And the stuff that Cliff Ly- that um geez, I almost said Cliff Lyons and the stuff that Glenn Stewart was able to do it was a lot of the time it's stuff that didn't show up on stat sheets. It was the room that he created for the other guys. It was lines that he ran. It was the 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 little offloads that he popped out. He could just do everything. It was for that manly side. It was unbelievable. They would play down their right edge and they would have Cliff Lyons at second row. They've had Jamie Lyon at centre. They'd have you know Cherry Evans standing there and they would honestly go through three. Three hands of ball players, yeah. They were unbelievable. There was like having three five-eights in a row. Just so hard to handle, and, and I love a ball playing forward. So for me, Glenn Stewart, it was a really easy pick. Uh, obviously went to South Sydney after he left Manly. Uh, didn't go as well there, moved over to England. Sounds like he had a cracking time over there, really enjoyed himself. But we definitely saw his best footy from about 2007 
till about 2014 or so at the Manly Seagulls. He was simply incredible. Absolutely love Gifty. Would pick him in nearly any side that I could, to be honest with you. Absolutely love him. The other second row is a guy that he, he did play a bit of back row. He played more as a lock forward. Uh, for many people, he's considered the best lock forward they've ever seen. And I think the lock forward role is changing, obviously, but it's moving back towards this guy. I've gone for Bradley Clyde. Um, you know, we spoke to Brent Sherwin the other day. He just said that Bradley Clyde was a terminator, just the fittest guy on the field. And Bradley Clyde was one of those guys where, you know, they'd like the, the the opposition would kick over their head and you'd see the ball go over their head and then the winger would take a hit up and then all of a sudden Bradley Clyde would be there. He just chased the football around like a dog all day. Incredibly fit. Uh, the athleticism of him was unbelievable. I, I really do think that people underestimate how good Bradley Clyde was. If he was to be put into the Immortals argument, you know, you couldn't push back on it at all. Like, the bloke won two Clive Churchill medals. Two Clive Churchill medals. One was from a losing side. He was a lock forward. He was a lock forward in a team with Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly, Mal Meninga. I mean, simply unbelievable stuff what Bradley Clyde was able to do. The game in New South Wales he played, he was unbelievable as well. He just... I don't think we're going to see another guy like Bradley Clyde. I think the closest guy in the game right now is Cameron Murray, but there is a huge, huge stretch of daylight from Cameron Murray to Bradley Clyde for me. Um, just a guy that I absolutely loved, and I think he is extremely underrated in the modern game, especially when it comes to this Immortals argument, simply because he hasn't been in the media... So he has sort of faded into the background. He hasn't been outspoken. He hasn't he hasn't got into any trouble off the field since retiring. So you really haven't heard much of Bradley Clyde since he retired. But people that people that watched his career unfold and the players that played with him at Canberra and at Canterbury and for New South Wales and for the Kangaroos, you know, whenever they talk about Bradley Clyde, they just hold him in the highest regard and for me, I couldn't possibly leave him out of this side. I picked him in the back row. Probably wanted him at 13, but I also couldn't leave Freddie out of this side. I know Bradley Clyde would do a job for me in the back row. And, mate, as far as line running and just cutting through the line, I'm not sure if there's ever been a better forward at it than Bradley Clyde. People want to say that Tal Malolo is the best lock forward ever, and uh, that's fine. H- have your opinions, but... Mate, the way that Bradley Clyde attacked, how fit he was. Yes, he wasn't making 400 metres, but, mate, every single run, he was sucking in three to four guys, getting quick play the balls. That's if he was tackled. Most of the time, he burst through. A simply incredible footballer. He could just do all of it, Bradley Clyde. He could do absolutely everything. I hold him in the highest regard. As I said, if he was made an immortal tomorrow, there'd be a lot of people that would say, what's that about? You wouldn't get a single argument from me.